Welcome back to the Playman Podcast. Today's guest, Mr. Threepeat, Mr. Triple Threat, Mr. Threesome, Mr. Menage Trois, Two in the Pink, One in the Stink, Mr. The Minivan, One in the Front, Five in the Back. (laughs) (laughs) God dang. That's Chandler. I didn't know you could fit that mini back there. It's called fisting. It's been a thing since the Greeks. I didn't know. He, I didn't know he. I didn't know he was that stretchy. <laughs> yeah, he's actually. Uh, you ever seen Gumby Pokey? Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. It's like literally the same thing. Nice. Or the Fantastic Four. Mr. Sure. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. What'd you say? Fantastic Four. Mr. Elastic. Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Same shit. <laughs> That's the same name of the fucking comic book. Same shit. <sighs> Mr. Shadastic. I also brought my bitch with me. Chloe. Chloe. Chloe, say hello. Arr, arr. Oh. oh, there's a little noise. <laughs> there's a lap dog here. Um, so what's uh what's today's topic, Mr. Chandler? Uh Mr. Priggy. Art. The concept of art. The concept of art. Yes. Okay. How to get it out? Only we're only talking about art conceptually, not no not practical actually. art. No, no practical art. Yes. Only conceptually. Well, yes. there's no such thing as practical art. Well, just Perfect. how to how to get art of somebody. Because we're not talking well, about it. No, just it's only we're only talking about it conceptually. We're not talking about the like the the physical the physical natures of art. Well, just, I'm just saying there's no such thing as uh, self-expression because <laughs> people are garbage and none of them exist except for me. Well, wrong, except me. All right. Only I The entire universe is in Ryan's head. Yeah. And if he does kill himself, you all die. Yep. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Wish you all the best. All right. Uh, I don't know. What kind of role does art play in your life, Chandler? I mean, it's, it's just exactly what you said, self-expression, you know. But I have a hard time, like... <laughs> yeah, he just... He just He's giving me gay eyes. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's hard for me to, like, sit down and actually, like, draw something or, like, paint something unless I'm, like, actually going through some shit. In if a I'm, mood. Yeah, if, if I'm actually, like, usually whenever I, like, sit down and come up with an idea to, like, paint or whatever, it's, like, I, I can start it, but I can never finish it. But it always yeah. takes, like, something else going in going on in my life to, like, <clears throat> put me over the edge. That happens to finish me, too. My shit. I don't, I don't I don't think I have one song I've written that's like a happy in any way shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's crazy cuz I I should clear some of my songs and she was like, "Oh, that's pretty good." And I was like, "Yeah, it's literally about like murdering my wife and children." <laughs> <laughs> Art. Art. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously it's a, it's symbology, but um I mean, but it it doesn't necessarily. I mean, see what you're saying. There's this huge like that I seen it like before I quit social media like two years ago. There's this thing going on. It's like you don't have to be fucking self hatred or depressed or this to create art. We need to step away from this unhealthy thinking. And I'm also like, it's just naturally what happens. Well, really, you just can't like, you can't ball it up inside. Like you have to let it out at some point. Yeah. And I mean, the healthiest way to do that is through your your release. And for me, that is 
painting and drawing and shit like that. So I mean, I feel like I feel like it's definitely a lot easier. Like to some degree, I, d- I definitely think that um, think that you. I mean, you can express yourself um, in a in a happy way uh, through art. But I feel like it's a lot easier um, to do when it's a negative emotion because it's a it, it's more of an outlet at that point. I see. I feel like negative emotions um, just in general are so much more powerful. Well, it's. I think it's. I think it's just because it's 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 how we perceive it. So they're they're a lot harder to deal with because we associate them to being bad. So it's and it's easier for us to use art as an <coughs> as a way to um, as an outlet to express those those emotions. Whereas when you're happy um, and feeling good about yourself, you don't necessarily feel the need to express yourself because you're in a good mood already. Um, so it's it's it is a lot. I feel like it's a lot harder to um, to make like happy happy well, art. It's not impossible, but I it think is. I think happiness is kind of I don't want to say passive, but it's it's something you know you feel, but it doesn't like take hold of you usually. Something like motivation or inspiration or like happy positive things that do take hold of you and you could use to draw very strong emotion from but things like anger or sadness or like lust are very powerful emotions and then that's what you know seems like what a lot of art draws from because those are the more more immediately present in our life i think those i think it's because they're just more yeah like you said more immediately present i think they're more they like those come along more so than just like more so than those few instances where you do get like that sudden urge of like holy shit I'm like really happy right now super inspired like like I I've I've there's only been a few occasions that I can probably count on my hands like that I've felt like that level of being like I feel really good about myself right now I'm in a really good place like yeah. and a lot of times it sometimes it's literally physically being physically in a really cool like really cool good place like when i visited like rome and stuff and i was in the middle of the coliseum like that kind of that kind of feeling like just being around something so like grandiose and bigger than myself um feeling like feeling good about that um stuff like that can definitely I think inspire for me some it's almost art, like this innate nature for humans if something really good happens at least in in the modern era of making art and contemporary art. Um, it seems like when there's a negative emotions associated with the human experience, you have to take this experience and create something new with it or build something constructive with it or else that experience can hurt you more than it can help you. Whereas when you feel like a happy experience, it's like there's no work to be done because you're already in a good place and there's nothing you have to do with that energy, but just remember mm-hmm. it. You know, at least that's just the way that I view my emotions. Like, shitty things happen, and I feel like I have to take that experience and create something constructive with it. Or, but I know, think just, well, you don't feel do, like the same when you I, when you feel happy. You don't feel like I've, you need to do no, anything with that. Like, see, I I think no. I think like, and I think that's a good. I honestly, I think that's good to bring up. Like, I think it's a that's a good <clears> step <throat> towards. Um, like understanding your emotions even more is when you can recognize when you are happy and you're then like making yourself express those feelings too. So you can actually like actually not just take those, those, those good times and those good feelings for granted and actually like express them and, and 
kind of show yourself you are capable of being happy um, and not just taking that like little precious moment for granted and letting it slip away. You know what I mean? So I think I think it is kind of important that people do try to express themselves through art um, when they are happy and not just when they're when they're sad. But um, but it is I do feel like it's a lot easier and like I I have a really really hard time making art when you know when there's not something big going on it's hard you know what i mean it's yeah well nowadays i feel like like no matter what we're always decaying like we're always getting closer to death there's always more shit being added to our plates where it's like you have to adjust and like figure things out but i mean for me it's like i i have random days where like i get motivated but it only lasts for so long because like my back's not against the wall to the point where it's like I can't be like mopey and sad forever, you know, like mm-hmm. and that's where that's where like the art and the painting comes out of me because it's like like I can't like ball it up and hold it in, you know. Mm-hmm. So but I mean I I lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might just be a personal thing for me because after I was in the Marine Corps, I had a I have a very serious issue with being able to articulate my emotions to other people, and the way that I do that is through art. And usually, it's like when you're happy, it's just like someone asks you how your day is, and you just tell them the good things that happened. And you, for me, at least, you don't necessarily elaborate into how it made you feel just that those things were good because collectively we have an idea of what goodness is. Whereas it seems like for me, at least negative emotions are so much more interpersonal and deep. They're deeper. And when you are in those states of mind, you really feel like you need someone to connect with you on that level. So that's why I tend to always have art or make art paintings and songs that are just about really destructive subject matters or are really uh just self-destructive in and of themselves see i mean i i just think it's bad to like hold anything in and just let it ball up because that's when those well yeah that's that's why i do it yeah i mean that's that's how those like really negative emotions like come out in a bad way and then you actually fucking murder your wife and kids or whatever you know but it's been style yeah but i mean like but at the, at the same time, though, I like I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I feel like I've done some paintings like with someone that we know um, that like there was no no bad feelings involved with it, and it, but it still has a lot of meaning, um, and it there was there was a lot of good feelings involved in, in making it. So and because we ma- I mean you know, we made it we made it together, and it was just like. I don't know. I don't. I don't. So I don't really necessarily subscribe to the idea that art has to be, has to be negative. Well, I'm not saying it does. I'm saying like, for people to say that we need to step away from this idealism that you have to be depressed to be art. A, I don't think anyone is out here objectively saying that is an inherent truth. No, but I do think it it's a floats around. Well, yeah. I think um, people generally feel that way, whether. They're more they're more ready to accept, you know, that something is great art because it was pa- painted or, or written or whatever by somebody that has been through some incredible trauma. Sometimes people just ascribe more value to that art because of the artist and their struggles. Yeah, and it's not it's not like you said it's not it doesn't have to be. 
conflated with each other, but it oftentimes is. It's just personally, I understand the theory of what you're saying. It's just for me, it's a lot easier to connect with people through pain and me trying to understand what their pain is like relative to my pain. And that's not me trying to be like super edgy. It's just like, this is subjectively how I create and experience art from other people. I get that. But it also just doesn't help that all my artist friends are just mega depressed. Except for Chandler. I mean, are we all though? But, and and I, and I get that. And I definitely, I definitely don't want to diminish the, the level of importance of like, of like, you know, of the more negative emotions that can be expressed through art because it does make very, very beautiful pieces, whether it be like fine art or writing or whatever. Um, but, but I mean, I definitely also like, I definitely also really enjoy art that is, that is more uplifting and, and feel good because it does. I mean, I think, I think you can still connect and, and appreciate the the good times through it and you know what I mean like I like that painting I have uh, you know hanging up and while it in in some in, in a very like weird kind of good and bad like it's it's what's what's the term for that like uh bittersweet almost way um it like kind of kind of reminds me of of like just enjoying what little moments what little good moments there was um even even though like me and that person don't really talk anymore um it kind of it kind of is that for me so it's like it's a it's a good thing um and it had good emotions you know involved in creating it but uh and it it, so it 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 kind of it it kind of you know resembles that to me so when i look at it and and it it it, uh it bring it it brings those thoughts those like those good thoughts um to be able to like I don't know. Like I said, kind of like, um, just be able to feel, you know, remember, remember the good times and not take them for granted, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like painting is for me, it's almost like a snapshot. Like I know, like, like everyone's going to have a different perspective on like what I'm doing. But for me, it's like, it is that release where it's like, I know, like, I'm almost like connecting all these different ideas together to form something that I think is like a masterpiece. And like, I don't necessarily care like what other people think about it at the end of the day. Cause it's just like for my own personal like release. Right. And I mean, everybody, everybody has a different view on like what art is good and what art is not. But I, I feel like art is also like a super broad term where it's like, like some people like you said some people write some people like fucking organize their their whole lives out as their art form it's mm-hmm. i mean I, I feel like art's more of like expression than it is like just one like a painting or a, a picture right yeah or for sure a drawing where does something stop becoming art like when when is it inappropriate to call something art when it's a science I wouldn't say that. I'd say it. Uh, yeah. Then even then, like that's a, that, that's that's just the, like what you're saying. It's just well, a, no. It's just a super broad term. I feel like art is like it's creation at the end of the day. Like, but I mean, you can also create through destroying things, and often I create things out of the destruction of things. I mean, you know, I, I'm just saying it's like yeah. you were. I'm just adding on to what you were saying. It's just a super art broad, is broad term. 
Like, I don't know, anything that so, has any like kind fucking, of artistic meaning I don't know. to like, any person. Stalin just fucking painted with people. <laughs> I, I think art can literally just be anything that makes you that makes you feel. That's just expression. How really. much how much does intent matter? Um, if I go if I go do something in a room, organize it or throw paint around or destroy things or whatever, and I, somebody I that, comes along and sees that and says, you know what this 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 event is art, but I didn't intend for that. So I think art? it's sub- it's subjective to the. For, per person, like then anything if, can so be if, art. if someone yeah, exactly. if someone just sees broad. something and thinks it's art, then it's then it is it's art to them. Uh, anything's mm. art. I feel like it has to be more intricate because I mean, with the contemporary art styles, it's like you can fucking put a chair in the middle of the room and that's that's considered art nowadays. Why? So, but because there the, a rope hanging above it. Because <laughs> because of the intent behind putting that chair there. Because the intent yeah, the much. artist had. Yeah, but also it's, it's like... It just seems like the broader you get with the concept of an art piece, the more ability you have to create uh, like a, a mirror where people can draw their own conclusions and reflect it. Basically, like, we've talked about this with like tarot cards and stuff and horoscopes. Mm. The way that it works is just super broad and it allows you to reflect yourself and your understanding of yourself onto whatever it is that you're experiencing Mm -hmm. so that you can dissect your life a little bit more and understand what it is you're feeling and what you're thinking i don't i don't know if this is a pretentious i think art isn't really a thing it's it's just more of a mindset art can be any piece but really art is just your interpretation of anything anything absolutely can be art because of the way you interpret it you can give meaning to literally anything. That's the art of the human mind and our ability to just connect dots however we see fit. And I mean, especially once you, you know, if you start looking into the way people, you know, explain the meaning behind certain things, you can you can put all kinds of words together and just in, say something's art. And yeah. give a give a good backing as to why it's art, and not even feel that way yourself. What's that it's South Park episode they did? Um, Scrody McBooger balls, where butter yeah. where Butters writes the book, and everyone's just finding all these meanings in it, but it's literally just vulgar. Yeah, it was just the boys trying it, to write. It's, the it's most like it's like loosely based on the the catcher and the rye, how the killer of John Lennon got inspiration to kill John Lennon from that book, and they they banned the book at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, but even Butters Pink Floyd, the, the song "Us and Them," they made the lyrics so simple because Roger Waters literally was like, "People are just finding all this meaning in my lyrics that I did not even intend to do." So he just made the most simple lyrics he could uh-huh. for that song specifically. <clears throat> what What's your form of expression? Like, how do you? You don't have one. I don't know. It's just me. Speaking of Pink Floyd. Money. Hey. Ryan is flamboyant as fuck. That's his form of. Expression. I'm just. I don't know, dude. I just try to. I just try to be expressive. He does it. See, I'm just. I I understood that you wearing that shirt today was expressive. Because it was just, in a way, it was different. It's just different. Yeah, I wear my facial hair a little different just because it's. It's not. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just expressive. I have tattoos that don't necessarily mean. A whole lot on the surface, dumb but fucking bitch. Dumb yeah, fucking dumb bitch. fucking bitch. But they're they were a way for me to express certain emotions, and to me, they're very expressive. Um, 
I personally, depending on the situation, I generally don't have a lot of issue talking with my emotions. And I, I'm obviously not saying that it's one or the other, but you're saying you like to express yourself through all these different avenues because it's hard for you to sit down with somebody and open up. I'll find myself in the middle of a conversation with somebody I've known for a few months and I'm just telling them the deep intricacies of how I feel about certain things. And sometimes I probably don't take that, you know, as as emotionally stabilizing as, you know, expressing yourself is and can be. But I just kind of generally do it. I know I can still express other ways. I don't have a lot of confidence in my artistic abilities, so to speak. Uh, which is why I don't generally Jackson pursue Paul them. Shit up. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel like... I've got some stuff, like, I can, I can draw a little bit, not really. And I've done it to, like, kind of express myself a little bit, but I don't know if it's just something that I'm insecure about so I don't try at it, or if it's just not something that's my, you know, my, my speed. Well, doesn't that go back to, like, the intent and how it's, like, that one person's, like, view on what they're expressing? Like, you're, like, even, like, even if nobody else is going to see it, like, it's still for you at the end of the day. Like, so it's about self-expression yeah. rather than other people yeah. being yeah. able to view or experience it. So, yeah. I mean... For me, like, I don't necessarily always have, like, ideas pop up in my head. But, like, once I, like, if I sit down with a piece of paper and a pen, it's, like, the ideas just start flowing. And, I mean, I'm not, I'm not very good, like, with my words. So, like, drawing and painting for me, that's, that's how I, like, get my feelings out at the end of the day. Finger paints and macaroni paintings. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Fucking Legos. The, the five-finger turkey. (laughs) The five-finger turkey. <laughs> the pinnacle of all art. <laughs> Invented by Pablo Picasso. On the paper plate. On a paper plate. When back in... When Pablo Picasso was using paper plates. Papyrus plates. Papyrus plates. <laughs> <laughs> There's videos of Pablo Picasso. He's not that old. When he probably he had He probably had paper plates. How long ago did he die? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And say he died in 1971. Heard. I have no idea. Let's find it out. Trying to be Pablo Villagre. 1973. Nice. Damn. Get Yeah, I don't know what I was saying. I guess I wasn't really paying attention. Just thinking old, old, old. Damn, son. And just the way that art's taught, he's kind of associated with a lot of older artists. But also, Pablo Picasso spearheaded a whole, like, revolution in art with um, abstract painting. Mm -hmm. Whereas we were just coming out of the age of realism in the Renaissance era. Um, You know, it was always hard for me to understand art. um, uh, um, Technically? Yeah, academically. Academically? Yeah. Like um, arts and humanities class or whatever. When, when maybe it's just because I didn't look into. Well, it's probably because Mr. Junker was teaching us and he was high as a ball as all. Maybe it's because I didn't look into what all the different styles are, and when I have, it, it's made a little more sense. But I don't know. Some of it just doesn't. The classification of certain things doesn't make so much sense to me when you're talking about art, because, like I said in the first place, to me instinctually, there's art and there's science. And I understand that everything blends and everything's art, but, you know, that's just that's just the immediate conclusion my brain jumps to. 
So then when I, you know, in a class trying to classify something, art, in this case, I think of it scientifically, but then I have trouble thinking of it both ways sometimes. Elaborate a bit. Oh. Like, uh, ha having, you know, specific uh, uh, qualifications to make something, um, you know, a certain art style. Okay. Stuff so like that. You just mean like, time? It's, it's, yeah. like, it's like a timeline breakdown of different artistic periods. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, it, yeah. and different like It's just like it always kind of didn't it didn't sit with me in a way that I really took it. I can it see in it's a little it's it. a little confusing. It's like with music, like there's the baroque period and all that shit and it's just like a you just think about it like the way that art is now. Like we view contemporary modern day art as like being a certain style uh -huh. that's like representative of our age of art and it's just the same thing just in the past. Yeah. I kind of get it. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I feel like there's a lot more it's to just it all. Like, the way a lot that more it's taught, it's very know, wordy, so and it's based around people and certain events and timelines. And yeah. I can see why it's just easy to just, like, zone through it. What's your, who's your all's favorite uh, fine artist? Like, I don't painter. That, see, like, what's, what does that mean? Probably fine art? Vincent Van Gogh, like, just because painting, he had... Drawing, stuff like that Vincent Van Gogh had like 11 mental illnesses and fell in love with prostitutes and cut off his own <laughs> ear and mailed it to his favorite prostitute and he ate paint and went crazy and then he shot himself so like walked his, home and died five days later is his art good because because of his life like that no no I liked his art before I knew any of that I'm a big Salvador Dali fan uh yeah dude fucking surrealism surreal is I love surrealism. Mm. I always liked Dali. I liked Pablo Picasso. Pretty much anything that's like not just like normal. And like I, I like, I like some real stuff, but to like to a certain extent, I, I like bringing all of it together, kind of. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with the, the sentiment that you're making. Whereas like. Artists like Picasso or like Van Gogh, they have a very specific and distinguishable character about their specific art pieces. Yeah. Whereas like if you look at the Renaissance period, like they all just kind of painted the same. Right. It yeah. was about what they were painting. Like when you when you see a difference. when you see a Salvador Dali painting, you know it's Salvador Dali. Like it's it's yeah. very very like, like him. Like this motherfucker on drugs. Yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> melting clocks and shit and fucking giraffes with like seventeen foot you know long no legs. Like dicks. Yeah. Each fucking a concubine from yeah, the state of Ohio. You know it's Salvador Dali. Like, I think everyone now kind of has their own style too but unless you're doing like fucking graffiti or like cartoon art and shit like that well yeah 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 really cool. but but i'm saying like each each individual person like you can't look at two different okay say say two different people paint the same like you tell them to paint the same thing they're not it's not going to look alike at all like one person yeah. might yeah, do well, a cartoon dog there's there's two things that go into this um one of them being the fact that back like when the Renaissance was happening, it was for a really long time compared to ages of art now because technology in the modern day advances so much faster. And then secondly, um, the amount of influence you can have from other art has been catalyzed through the spread of information through the internet. So everyone 
back then kind of painted the same because you know you only have viewed three paintings in your whole lifetime yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> right, yeah. and that's just what the information you gathered is like this is how you do this whereas now you're subjected to so many different artistic styles and you have so many other influences and not only that but new technology is coming out every single day even in related to just art do you think that's why people maybe care less about going to see certain things what like do you mean? The, like the, uh, what is it, the Louvre? Oh, I would definitely go. I mean, I think there's still tons of people that would Didn't definitely want to Didn't they add a section, that. or maybe it was the, I think it was the Louvre. Either that or it was that really famous Smithsonian Wax Museum where they added a whole section to, like, or they added, like, Jay-Z and Beyonce to it. I think it was the Louvre, and no I was idea. like, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's still definitely tons of people that want to go see that, but there's also people that, it's like, well, I can just look up all the... You know, like I can look at all the paintings that are gonna be there. Well, I think to some people, just seeing it is is fine. Uh, there's definitely a difference for me, at least. Yeah, but yeah, for some people, I, like I being in the presence of an art piece that is like was made in like the 16th century, it's definitely yeah. It ha- even though it's been obviously like touched doctored, up a times, yeah. But just knowing that that was in the hands of someone like that, and being in the, it's kind of like a what are those called relics. Yeah, relics. Artifacts. No, yeah. relics specifically, because like in uh, in Christian, like somebody, oh, yeah, yeah. I think at one point somebody had the blood of a pope one time, like John Paul II or something. So that's like a f- first class relic because it's actually of his body. Then a second class relic is like something that person has touched or has owned. And a third class relic being something that they, they've just physically come into contact with. I think that's how that works. I might have it backwards, or I might just be butchering it entirely. I can't remember. But it's it's like that sentiment. It's like, I mean, yeah, I definitely I definitely agree. But I think for some people, it's it's especially when you're like into fine art. If you go mm-hmm. in and look at the brush strokes, and yeah, it definitely gives it's, you yeah, it's it's a whole nother. It's like wine. Like at first, you're like, all right, wine's fucking wine, and some you start people, getting into wine, and you're like. But some people never get into wine. Yeah, exactly. Some people yeah, yeah, always yeah, yeah. buy that $8 bottle of red and... Looking at you, Taylor. Or well, just a bottle of Moscato. Yeah. Red like, Moscato, Barefoot. I, I feel like... Yeah. We're sponsored by Barefoot. I wish. Yes, we are. I wish we, we were sponsored. We're all period. Barefoot right now, and we are foot-jobbing each other under oh, the yeah. table. Can I get an oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Little oh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah break. Yeah. I think... Uh, I think, uh, like, people are kind of shifting more from, like, liking and, like, being able to enjoy fine art. And it, it's more so moving to, like, a musical style of expression. Because I I think, like, it's more interactive whenever you have, like, headphones in or you're listening to a song and you're, like, moving to the music. Or, like, you can actually feel, hear the words that people are saying. And, I mean... I, I don't really like see it moving particularly in that direction. It might be, um, it might be streamlined just based on the fact that there's more opportunity in having the appearance, the appearance of finding new creative outlets and being uh, intuitive with that because it's more like things with like interpretive contemporary dance and like videography and cinematography. Those are fairly new 
artistic concepts versus like if you're painting it's based on influences of someone else's influences of someone else's influences you know what i'm getting at yeah i don't really see art moving in that direction particularly i, I mean I, I feel like it's more it is moving more towards like performance art as opposed to I, to visual i think what you're the sentiment that you're saying is more it's more easy to consume yeah, well, exactly. Music. Exactly. It's more interactive. doesn't that doesn't necessarily yeah, but but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's moving more towards that. It because I mean I think a lot of people are just yeah, well, and I think a lot of people yeah. are just have music on. It's nice to have music on, but it's not the same as sitting down and listening to listening to the music. Just like it's not the same as sitting down and reading a book of poetry or looking at you know you can you can have art hung on the wall that you walk by every day, but it's different than. Than standing for a second and and looking at it and observing it out of I think it's just mainly just consumed easier because it's just out of convenience. Like, yeah, you can just take yeah. it with you. It's it's yeah. happening in your head for you the whole time. You mm. don't need to stop and read something. You don't need to look away from what you're doing or stand still and and look at a painting mm-hmm. or or anything. And I yeah. feel like you just on the go. Yeah, I feel like and I feel like that might be reflective. Of just maybe maybe and I, that's a whole discussion in itself, but. Um, maybe just being that we have more like busy lives nowadays, just we don't. It's hard. I, it's I harder. I'd say our lives are less busy now. Mm. I'd say that less busy, but it's 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 more of like a within, go 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 next next next. Like people are always I, I trying to do saying. something. I'm, all I'm saying is like we have more free time and more comfort now than anyone in our past who actually worked hard to give us these things. Yeah. And yeah, fair enough. But we don't slow down as much, I think. I it's, can see, like, uh, with, like, you know how everything's hyper... Like, uh, with sensationalist media, with sensationalist art, mm. and things like that, everything is really fast and very visual, and it kind of... Especially where we grew up in the age of the internet, we're kind of, like, subconsciously trained to view and uh, regurgitate media at a very fast rate. Yeah. So I feel, I feel like people people might see art and enjoy it like fine art like visual art but then they'll they'll they might like see it like like Ryan was saying you know they might see it online and not ever feel the need to take the time to go and see it in person and because even, it's even, like they've already then, seen like, it fuck it whatever I'm gonna go yeah. do whatever you know something else mm-hmm. something what they deem more productive which I mean I'm not saying anything bad there's not I don't necessarily um, think that that's bad. Kind I feel of. like people have always been like that. I also feel like to like degree. our idea, not really with us, we were here to notice the change through our generation, but our idea of showing appreciation, like personal appreciation for something has been reduced to liking it on social media and versus like talking to someone and being like, I really like that thing that you did, like in person and letting them know like through your eyes and your body contact that you did something that meant something to me. Now it's just like, it's reduced to or discuss pixels. or discussing yeah. an art piece yeah. with other people about you know you don't have to obviously know the person or have any direct connection to it whatsoever but actually discussing it instead of just sharing it or looking at it and going on to the next and thing. that's that's like yeah. that's becoming such a frequent thing that it puts you on autopilot when you start doing it and you just do it on autopilot mm-hmm. so I can see exactly where you're coming from yeah and you could be at the end of it you know you could sit down to read a, a book of poems at the end of it you're like oh well i just read this book of poetry tell but me I about would, it and i just kind of 
I would kind of went that, in and out. I would argue less people are sitting down and reading poetry or books. Well, nowadays. yeah, but I'm saying you could yeah. just as well just read the words and not, you know, not read it, read it, and say that you read it, and not yeah. not sit there and feel yeah. it. Just like you can walk through the Louvre or flip through a a book yeah. of of all these famous paintings, and at the end of it, you say, "Yeah, I, I saw. I looked at every painting in the Louvre." So yeah. how did this one make you feel? I, I liked it. I walked by it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was, oh, I thought that was cool. I liked this, yeah. this, and this about I, it. Well, how did it make you crazy, feel? Like, I liked it. It's crazy, like, how many people you talk to, like, our age group and younger, especially younger, that, like, don't, just don't read. Like, there's so many, like, it, it's... <laughs> and if they do, it's more about a, a taking that, that you know that accomplishment i read this book not not yeah, it's, not it's interpreting the like, book not feeling not not understanding it not exploring the ideas from it yeah, but i read it, this book i read these 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 and these what you know what about you mm-hmm. it's like okay well i mean See, i've read like, i've read less books than you but i can tell you, you gave all me all about how long, them. how long ago did you give me on pain two weeks yeah like i like when i when i'm I take my time when I'm reading it because I, I I'll go back and like reread certain parts and like just like just to really really try to understand it and like what it what it means. That you know, book like fucking wrecks my world. It, on pain is on point. Um, but it's it's like people I like people I feel like a lot of people don't even read anymore, let alone and then the people and then there's a good portion of them that do read, like you said, uh, Ryan, that like that they just they'll like skim through it just to say they. Like just to be able to say. I mean, that they'll, read, they'll it. read it and they'll be able to tell you something about it, but they won't be able to like reflect personally on what it meant to them. Yeah, and um, they they won't they they probably won't under especially if it's like. I got the perfect like, example of this uh, from the transition from middle school to high school. You know how you had the summer reading list, mm-hmm. and then they had the one where it was like between schools, and you're like, this is even more bullshit because I'm not even going to the same school anymore. Um, I thought I was going to be in a higher English class than I was actually put in. So I read Watership Down in one night. Nice. <laughs> I never read that. <laughs> and fucking hated it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like a thousand pages. Yeah. That's why it is. It's about, about a bunch of fucking rabbits and that kill each other and yep. eat each other. Yeah. I'd I watched the never, film. Never liked a fucking thing about it because of the experience that was associated with observing that artwork that like, I, was, I wasn't taking it seriously. <laughs> but I guarantee you now, yeah. understanding what Watership Down is actually about yeah. and like how it, other people what react it actually to means. the artwork... Yeah. I could probably go back and read it more critically and find a lot that I like with it. Yeah. Well, I think like with reading, it's it it goes back to like the convenience thing because now you can you can listen to audiobooks or listen to a podcast of somebody like talking about the podcast. What are you trying to say? Well, no, I'm saying, (laughs) but like. You you can listen to that kind of stuff on the move, and then it's. Like, I'd argue people don't even listen to podcasts though. Like, oh yeah, they do. Yeah, I mean they do, but like not a lot of people do. No, they're they're becoming more. I, and at more least twenty percent of my family has talked to me about listening to a specific podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, podcasts I mean, just yeah. weren't around twenty years ago, and now it's like, like they're on the trend. They're going yeah. up, you know. I mean, I, I will say, yeah, they they are. It is going up, but I just. It, I guess it depends on the format. It's of the really, podcast, it's a really lucrative market right now. So there's a whole lot more <laughs> product that's gonna be put in. Yeah. Like fucking everyone's doing it. Jordan Peterson, fucking yeah. Literally everyone's just coming isn't out of like, the podcast now. And now it's like, which one do I listen isn't to? Isn't like Barack Obama? <laughs> isn't isn't Barack Obama doing one I with somebody? I hope not. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. he's doing oh it with some. God. Who who is it? Do you know? I have no idea. Look it up, Taylor. I think he just has like. Like one guest on it. I don't know if he's doing it with anybody no, else. It's though. he's co-hosting with somebody, 
somebody else, but it's I don't think he's the I don't ghost think he's of a politician. Rush Limbaugh. You think the idea of it is that it makes people feel like they're doing something more intellectual, listening to somebody talk about something entirely, being more intellectual than listening to even if it's music yeah. they like, even if it's music that's very deep. Yeah, but, it's just like with, with yeah. politics. A lot of people that I talk to about and argue with about politics, they. They're very passionate about these issues, but none of them actually know what any of these issues actually mean and how they relate to society mm-hmm. as a whole. They just want to feel that. They just, they want, just to want to feel, feel like that. they are doing something uh-huh. by talking about it and making it more socially relative. Yeah. And if I can when put in reality, a talk on in the car or something and feel like I'm yeah. doing a science lesson and learning about social behavior or whatever the fuck it's about, but at the end of the fucking car ride, you're zoned out half the time. You know, you you picked up your phone and texted a bunch of times, and you know you didn't absorb it. And I don't know. That's I'm, it. It's the I'm, same as if you listen to music on maybe, on the fucking radio for an hour. We're different. We're Is built it different, Bruce Springsteen? Well, fucking pay attention. I'm not saying, you know saying I'm not saying me or you or anybody. Right. I'm saying people Just in general. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. What and, the f- and Obama. What the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hold up. Wait. First of all, if you ever want to embarrass Jake. The most embarrassed I've ever seen him in high school. Uh, me and Sam Wilhelm were like, you don't even know who Bruce Springsteen is. And he said he's the lead singer of Limp Bizkit. No! <laughs> <laughs> and we fucking thrashed him for it. That's he got hilarious. so embarrassed. Um, Dude, I got, I got these from last time. The videos from last time. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Golden. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen Gold. and fucking Barack Obama. I don't, where's that where's that logic like Bitch your mom loves Obama too? That she will now. Probably. Gotta have them ribs. <laughs> and, pussy and pussy too. too. And pussy too. Oh, and man. Bruce Springsteen too. And Bruce Springsteen too. What's your favorite Bruce Springsteen song? I did. I'm not going to embarrass myself by not knowing. <laughs> you just did. No, I admitted it. I took ownership of it, and I got out in front of it. That's how you solve a problem. No. Oh, my favorite Bruce Springsteen song is Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Minus that song by Limp Bizkit. Minus <laughs> that song by Limp Bizkit. Um, I don't have a favorite rolling, Bruce Springsteen rolling, song. Rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, I just don't. I don't have one. Okay, let's play some. Play some Bruce Springsteen. Sunday. Is that even art? Is, that yeah. even, is Bruce Springsteen, is Bruce even, Springsteen art? even art? Let's Absolutely not. <laughs> Can you moving. say whether something isn't art? Does everything have to be art? Just not to you. It's all in the eye of the beholder. You know, the person who makes it. That would be the person that perceives it. What do you mean? No, I'm saying the, the consumer, not yeah, the creator. Yeah, the beholder. They're beholding it, not creating it. Behold. They're yeah. consuming the media or the... I mean, but it's all it it's all perspective at the end of the day. Like you it's can, all perspective, you can, man. I it's mean, all perspective, man. <laughs> I mean, it is true, though. Yeah. You can look at something two completely different ways and either be negative or positive about it. Uh-huh. Or, I mean, look at something as good or look at something as bad. I don't know. I, I always try and, like, look deeper. Explain. What is that? Postmodernism? As, a, as, an, as like, a form of art? No. 
it's a. Uh, I mean, I guess it can be, but. Well, yeah, but. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Is I it's feel because like art's heavily these... associated with subjectivity, which postmodernism also is. It's that basically there's no objectivity to life, and everything is based solely on a subjective so is observation. So postmodern art. No. Well, I guess any art made today could be technically post. I guess any art. It depends on how you're using the term. Which is postmodernism. <laughs> which, is, which is what always confuses me. Yeah, I mean, just the just the language in particular, and specifically the English language, are just really atrocious at trying to convey ideas to other people. So, it's like how you know Sam would always we talk about like classifying music genres. Dude, I love. You can, well, that's why I did that the other day. Did you notice? I was like. Hey, let's listen to some contemporary or some alternative. I was like, hey, yeah. let's listen to some indie. Mm-hmm. You were like, hold it, and I could tell. Like yeah. when I say, uh, it's like when somebody says, "What's that let's word?" Let's listen to alternative music. It's like what alternative to what? Yeah. Rap is alternative to everything that's not rap. Everything is al- alternative to what? What's but it does generally mean something oh. to, to most people. Juice. Irregardless. Oh. Non-undis irregardless. Ryan thinks irregardless isn't a word. It's not? It is. It's in the dictionary. Oh, God. I don't want to believe you. <laughs> but the definition for it is regardless. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, this isn't a thesaurus. At least half the people listening are like. It's well, it's because it's because language evolves, and it regardless used to not be a word, but so many people fucking say it that it it's now a word. Yeah, it's just what happens. Like that, there's other words. Like, I bet thoughts in the dictionary now. It probably is thought. That, yeah, hell yeah, that's a good word to to preserve I know for future generations. Yeah, I remember when they started doing that. I was like, are you fucking serious? You know, my uncle watching, Will. He's like a. He's a graduate in uh, what language do we speak? English. English. <laughs> <laughs> um, he just start, he just starts randomly starts speaking Spanish. First of all, I think in German. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> the Jews getting real sweaty over here. <laughs> just beads of sweat. Just um, um. He was saying like he made like this joke one time where he's like. Well, eventually the English language is just, or just language in general is going to deteriorate into a way to where everything just symbolically means everything else and there won't be language anymore. And I was like, just feel things to, and I kind of just laughed and he was like, no, I'm serious. (laughs) He's like, I'm being dead serious. At a point where we can, you know, convey something like that. Yeah. Just like, we're still going to have to communicate in some way, shape, or form. Whether language evolves into something that we don't even recognize as language anymore, there's going to be con- some kind of communication in order for us to maintain a society. We're all just going to do ASL. Sure. Or we'll or spit just, chemicals like ants. Just go back to the caveman days and yes. just grunt at each other. <laughs> it's already getting there. I mean, you're, you're, you're just doing it on your phone, you know? I don't know what you're inferring. (laughs) Social media. Yeah. No, I agree. That only talking emojis. Yeah. LOL. What's that? uh, I like to say LOL. I do it. I also say thought just 
just to be funny. I say I say these things. Yeah, ironically. and that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Because people you say, it, say it actually, like in reality, they say it to mean it because it's socially relevant. And then people like me and Doug like start using it ironically to make fun of those people. And then it's like, and then you just, you oh fuck, just I'm doing it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was watching this video from the '60s, and it was uh, just some small town, like some small town in like Missouri or something. And it was like, uh, you know, talking about the elites of the high school. And he was like, they they call themselves the Soshis. And they call the rest of the kids the Normies. And it's like, oh, so people have just been saying Normie for 50, 60, 70. What? Yeah, Normie's yeah, a good 60, one. I like Normie. 60, you thought you 60 were years now? I like saying Pleb. 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 And see, that's a super, super, super old one. Yeah, Plebeian. Yeah, yeah. What's a Pleb? It's a Plebeian. plebeian. What's a Plebeian? Just a normal not a patrician. Simpleton. Not a patrician. <laughs> not a patrician. Um, they got them columns. They either be uh, Ionic, Doric, or Corinthian. You know what I'm saying, my dude? You know what I'm saying, my guy? My architecture background. Roman. Here. Architecture. Oh, you know what those are. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I was going to say, I hope so. I hope Ryan was like... <laughs> no, no, I got it. I don't know intricately what exactly those all are, but I got the... The essence. It's all the same shit. I'll give you an essence. It's just more about alcoholism. nothing about support and structural integrity. Yeah, yeah. More about politics. alcoholism. What? But uh, so a, a plebeian was a citizen of the Roman Empire, or maybe it was the Greeks. Whatever. They're the same thing. Like a Jew. I don't even think they were citizens. I think they were He's below citizens. Do what? I think they were below citizens. Yeah, it's a commoner. Yeah. No, I mean, so right. exactly like a Jew. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like <laughs> there's commoners, and then there were citizens, and then there was um, the like the elite. So were they serfs or what? Yeah, basically serfs. Yeah, but they were below commoners. citizens. But they they were they weren't feudalists though. Are the they weren't feudalists though? The patricians. Yeah, are the Roman, aristocrats. To be a Roman noblemen. citizen, you had to own land. So if or you were, serve in the army, which so if you, you were, were given land after you, you were served. Just property. I mean, it just says commoner. Yeah, doesn't say servant. Yeah. Well, that's what a, a commoner. That's what a serf is. Yeah, not a not it's a legal property. That's what feudalism is. Well, you said in feudalism, but they're not feudalists. I asked if they were serfs. No, they're not really. Just commoners. Yeah. Citizens. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm I'm saying. It didn't make sense to me that and the patricians we were aristocrats. And no yeah, one. that's what I was saying. It's like citizens weren't an echelon above commoners. They were they coexisted yeah. together. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's there's like there was like a level of commoners below below citizens because in order to become a Roman citizen, you had to like serve or own own already like own property. All right, look, all I know is I'm not a fucking little pleb bitch. That's where this whole, that's where, like, the whole idea of, like, of, like, even early, early on in America, like. Like, being a simpleton. You, you, you weren't a citizen unless you owned, owned land. And, like, in order to become a citizen in, in the Roman times, you had to serve, in, in which case they would, they would, when you retired, they would give you land and then you would become a citizen. Or unless you already owned land, like, through, through family. It just says they were the free Roman citizens, who were not patricians. Who yeah. weren't? They weren't the, the patricians. Were the the government basically? Mm-hmm. 
that upper echelon. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just thinking of maybe I'm just trying to apply that specific term to like the the level below that, but to how we identify it. All of us are plebs, libtards. technically. Yeah. We're not a, we're not the aristocrat. We're not the bourgeois. Well, first of all, polemia is a recognized state by the UN. Hell yeah. I'm not leaving this table. What is this what table? is polemia? Why'd y'all why'd y'all name it that? You know what a polemic is? A polemic. Polemic, yeah. I've heard the term, but I don't. It know It also comes from Rome. Um, a polemic is a person who basically speaks contentiously, like controversially, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. what we do. And it's also play. It's a play on words, like a double entendre on the words politics and bulimia, uh-huh. where people nowadays uh, basically. They rapidly consume political media and then regurgitate it and don't actually digest it. Uh, Yeah, that's real clever, isn't it? That's nice, yeah. I remember when we came up with the name, we were sitting at this table, we were like, damn, that's fucking cool. (laughs) I mean, that's art for you. Yeah. So it's like a quadruple on top. It's just, it's it's 5D chess. 5D chess. Actually, if you look at our Spotify, it says it in the bio. Something to that effect. Art. Got Apple Music. Art. But I wrote it to look like an, an actual dictionary definition. Uh, um, I'm just subscribed on YouTube. What's your favorite kind of art? Genocide. <laughs> cool. Anyone else? Music. Just me. <laughs> Music. <laughs> Music, for sure. Uh, yeah. mine's, I don't know. That's a really difficult question because art's a broad term, but uh-huh. music is up there, but also cinematography. Like I've been really getting into, you know how we listen to like albums? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't. I've been watching, like I've been picking directors and watching their whole filmography yeah. and realizing their specific style mm-hmm. and cinematographers and things like that. I, I kinda Dude, I've gotten into so it into film. It's like, I fucking love Dude, film so, so much. So we uh, oh, just talk about it. Uh, the Since we're actually getting gear now, uh, you, have you seen all the like SCP, like short films that people do on YouTube? No. What? Um, like they, you know what SCP is, right? No. Super creepy pasta. Yeah, basically, it's, it's, secure, it, secure, yeah, secure contain, um, secure contain, contain protect. protect. Yeah, um, there's like, there's like a bunch of. Oh, them. I've seen those. The like one of them, they're going onto a cultist, uh, fucking commune. Yeah, yeah, that, like yeah, that, yeah. That, those that, are cool. Those dude. are cool as fuck, and I really want to do one. I really want to do one. I don't, I really I don't like do the one. 3D animated ones, but when they moved into actual like uh, live action, live it, action. What's, what's all yeah. open? It's all open source because nobody actually owns the right because it's it's it written like basically anonymously by the internet. Like every like a bunch of people have written a bunch of SCPs, so no one actually owns the the. There's no there's the nobody that owns it. So like. Uh, it's open source, so like literally anyone can make a short film ab- about any of the SCPs, and you can make your own SCP. Um, so like I, I, and I've been, and I've been getting really like you, uh, getting into f- um, film as well, and just like wa- I've watched all the SCP like short films that people have made, and they're so they're like I want to do one so it's bad. Just to me, like I want to do one so bad. Music is fucking great in in and of its own respect, but. Film just combines all other art forms into one thing, and it is so moving to me. 
Mm-hmm. I it's think ridiculous because they have the score that's behind mm-hmm. the action going on, and then you mm-hmm. actually have the soundtrack that's particularly placed, and then camera angles and fucking coloring. And that's your visual and art, yeah. Dude, it's dude, it's orgasmic. When I watch a new movie and I really enjoy it, like when we watched a uh, fucking what was it we just watched? Uh, we all watched it for the first time. Um, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, Apocalypse Now. That was so God tier movie. So good. So good. Phenomenal. One of the best movies I have ever seen. Yeah, I'd put it up there. I'd definitely put it up there. It's really, really fucking good. Um, yeah, like I, I, I really want to. You should uh, really go through Kaufman's movies. Kaufman, Charlie Kaufman. Which movies? Um, Synecdoche, New York is my favorite. Taylor, Being be John Malkovich. Um, oh, I've seen Jim Carrey movie. I've seen Spotless Mind. Yeah, Eternal Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I I enjoy. Uh, I think Anomalisa. His style's did. a little more. Um, it's frivolous, but it's also specifically frivolous at the same time. It's very. It's a very weird character for me. I enjoy it just because it's unique. You um, should definitely. But when watch. it comes to obscurity, I really like David Lynch movies. I need to watch David some Lynch more of those. Good. You should really watch Synecdoche. It's a really great uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. It's really long. It's so worth it. I love long movies. It's dude. it's it's his descent into madness, more or less. I, I like a, I like director. really long movies, and I, but I also have. With SCP and a lot of other things, I've also like really and uh, one of my one of my buddies from high school um, does does short films as well. I've like gained a lot of respect for short films. Yeah, like short films, like you're you're limited to a, like a short period of time to like express as much as you can, and it's so it's so it's like it's so like packed full of imagery and and meaning. Like every second and every millisecond is just filled with with um, with you know imagery and 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 meaning. Well, it so also leaves room yeah. for the opposite of that: a short film that's lacking in some places and gives way to what is not shown. Well, yeah, you it, know, sometimes what you don't see is more powerful. It gives right, more exactly. opportunity for personal reflection. The notes you don't like play. we were talking about yeah. earlier. Like, everyone and their fucking mother has a fucking video on YouTube about Christopher Nolan movies and what they actually mean, like Tenet. They're like, yeah. all these, like, time dilation movies where people are like, well, here's here's, what here's how is. I interpret this, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. But uh, what I'm saying yeah. is the more obscure you make, a, a, like, a, a form of art, the more, like we were talking about earlier, the more you're able to personally reflect on it, reflect your whole life onto it. Actually, and, you might know. You might know. Do you remember how it's approached? He was my grade. If I saw his picture Clay. again, I don't remember names. I remember faces. But uh, yeah, he does. He does uh, short films, and they're they're pretty good. Fucking uh, what's that producer Ryan? Uh, Flylo. Mm-hmm. Flylo came out with a movie that apparently people had to leave the theater because it's just so grotesque. <laughs> yeah, I know. Visceral. Yeah. Flying Lotus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who Fly Lotus? Yeah. Yeah, Flying Lotus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he came out with a movie. I forget what it's called. I haven't downloaded it on this computer, actually. I mean, I bought it. Is, and, it, uh, <laughs> is it Kuso? Yes, it is Kuso. Yep. What's it even I, about? I haven't watched it yet. Drama. Oh. It's just really grotesque. It's uh-huh. like a... What's that... 
What's that filmmaker who made the movies with <laughs> yeah. the grotesque uh, bodily morph? Oh, um, um, uh, Kaf- Kafka. Is that no, right? No, Kafka's? Kafka's the the book about like the the literal uh, author who made books about bureaucracy and. Are you talking about like Human Centipede? No, 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 no. no, no. It's the the. Uh, it's a. They the, talk about it in Rick, the Rick and Morty. Morty episode. Yeah, yeah. They uh-huh. turn everyone into X type of monster, and it's based off of this guy who used to make films. Um, oh, I yeah yeah I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name though. Cronenberg. Cro- Cro- Cronenberg. Yeah, Cronenberg. Yeah. Yes, Cronenberg. Yeah. Yeah. What what is what do they call that? Like, the what do they call Cronenberg? They just say that. They say Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Like, they Cronenberg everybody. Yeah. Cronenberg, yeah. <laughs> like they use it as a verb. <laughs> yeah. They Cronenberg everybody. <laughs> it's golden. But yeah, it's just it's like that. It's really grotesque and. Yeah, that, that's the, from the reviews that I've read. Like, people were vomiting and shit. It's like, Dude. oh, I gotta watch this. I fucking yeah. love movies like that. Have you ever seen a Salo? 120 Days of Sodom? No. So the idea of sadomasochism or sadism and masochism comes from this literal insane person. I forget what era, but basically he was rejected from his society for writing this piece called The 120 Days of Sodom. And this is where I, our contemporary ideas of sadism and masochism come from. Somebody turned this into a movie, and then he got murdered for it. Hell yeah! And it's a, it's like about Italian fascism, and they kidnap a bunch of people out in town, and they have some of them turn into soldiers, and some of them turn into sex slaves. And it's 120 days of them subjecting them to like the most cruel sexual punishments of all time. But f- again, one, one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. Not, not even gonna front. You think something being unsettling adds a lot? I I do like that aspect, but it's more or less about the rhetoric this movie has to offer. Uh, offer with things like a uh, idealisms, like with fascism, and they talk shit about anarchism and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's just a a visual and a physical way to again, like art is broad. It's a broad term. For them to use people as art, yeah, through the film. Whereas, like with film, you actually do that consensually. But with things like political theory, it's very non-consensual for the most part. Yeah. Um, not to say any of these things are inherently good. It's just saying I, I personally can find a lot of meaning behind these things. Silence again. <laughs> Well, I'm pondering. I'm pondering how much validity that gives to doing something like that with the intent of some kind of artistic it's ideal like, or expression. It's like that episode of uh, Can You Black Hurt Mirror. People for Art? Yes, it's like that episode of Black Mirror where that yeah. where that artist made the Prime Minister of Britain fuck that pig. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that it's right morally, but it is art. It's just like the hamster. Like I said, Stalin just painted with people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Chandler's referring to this video that I guess emerged on Twitter here recently where this guy fucks a dead hamster or <laughs> fucked a hamster until it was dead and then kept fucking it. Something. It didn't move. But not like in the traditional sense. We're like, fack by Eminem. But <laughs> the traditional sense of shoving a hamster up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Traditionally. That's That's... that's I'd say that's more traditional than 
<laughs> actually penetrating the, the rodent. You know what? I'll agree with that. Yeah. Because people Ryan's were doing that a for a long times. time, but I I can't th- I can only think of that one time of him saying it where I ever conceived of that being an option. Yeah, and then and then in South Park he's got the dribble in his asshole. Yeah, I mean that's a real thing people yeah. do. Dribble up your asshole. I've got a guinea pig. You wanna try that? Fank, a little bit big. Chandler can already take a fist. He's see that gerbil, that. see that tube <laughs> sticking on my ass. Woo, let the little rascal nibble on my asshole. <laughs> That's one of those songs I just can't really see anymore. <laughs> yeah, some, some, a lot of old Eminem's just like really childish. Just like, man, I just can't. Asinine. Which is, which is, I think is really, like, okay, his like super, super new stuff I don't really like, but like everyone, like, when he came out with like, uh, recovery and, and whatnot, like everyone's like, oh, I like his old, his old stuff is so much better. And I'm like, I just. Some of it. I, yeah, some of it. Some of recovery but, was. Pretty yeah, good. yeah. Relapse. I liked relapse was garbage. Yeah, I did not. I did not like relapse, but re- I thought recovery was 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 actually pretty actually, good. Other than the and some of his Matters old stuff LP, is really bad. I can't say that Eminem has a good album, but yeah, not a good he album. has uh, really good songs on albums with really bad songs. And yeah, the way that he makes albums is like, except unless you're talking about like the albums where he has skits in between, it all follows a vi- like a narrative. They don't really tie into each other any, in any way, shape, or form, not even musically. They're just song, 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 song. You know what I'm saying? He's got some that's a little more put together, but I know what you mean. Like, I, I feel like Recovery was very much like that. Like, all of them were kind of more tied together. Yeah, um, to a certain extent. There are some really shitty songs in that. 25 to Life's pretty garbage. Um, <laughs> I like Spacebound, and I liked... Uh, I don't know. Twenty five. I liked No Love when it first came out, and I liked uh, what's the one that everyone used to sing? Not afraid. Yeah, not afraid. I liked that until it became overplayed. Love the way you lie. That's a good one. That's still a good one. That's still always will be. Part two is better though. The hamster video is down now too. Oh duh. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. If that was still on Twitter, you wouldn't know how pissed I would be that they would like literally just delete conservatives from Twitter, but let someone fuck a hamster to death (laughs) on Twitter. As long as you put a trans flag on the hamster, (laughs) it's symbolic. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I identify as a hamster, and taking down that video really offends me because. (laughs) You have to put a Nazi flag on the on the hamster, or like a fuck Trump flag. Well, yeah, that depends. It. You could just really love being <laughs> fucked to death. Who knows, man? I, I identify Full as circle. being fucked to death. Can somebody on the can somebody on the left tell us in what what appropriate fashion to post a hamster getting fucked to death on the internet? <laughs> what is the leftist appropriate version of that? Woody, goddamn. What? Uh, you wanted me to answer that? Yeah. Well, he's talking to the left. I'm talking to the left. I have since departed. <laughs> How long ago did you uh, jump ship? When I opened opened his third eye. <laughs> well, I don't his know. conservative that whole eye was kind of adopted by the left wing movement. Once I opened sense. my brown eye, I saw it all. Yep. As soon as I fucking shot liquid cocaine into my butthole. Uh huh. You'll you'll see it all. You'll see it <laughs> all, kids. Do you have any more though? Huh? You have any more of that? Just mix cocaine in warm water. And <laughs> you can just shoot it up your ass. Yeah, yeah dude. And it absorbs yeah. through your rectal lining. I didn't even know that. It's the best. It's the best. 
get a little baby oral syringe. Ooh. Shove that in your starfish. Your Can we share syringes? No. I don't yeah. have one anymore. Just don't OD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't put fentanyl in your asshole. Uh, yeah. Just coke. Taylor prefers it in her nose. Yeah. <laughs> Buy a test kit. Nah, but hot spots. You know, fuck it. Um, take the take the risk. Yeah, you take can just do risk. some first. Just your life. Who you cares? can do some first just and then life. give me the syringe. Gives a shit. You do some first. We'll make sure it's good stuff. And if I do it first, I'll do it all. And then I'll use first the syringe. First of all, I think Duh. you're severely underestimating his tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Well, anything could happen. Anything is possible. All right, well, then you shoot a little bit of, with your syringe, and then I'll take the syringe. And then we'll suck on it. Yeah. <laughs> Clean it off. Chandler's really trying to get into some hard shit. <laughs> Recently single. Any, yeah, if anybody wants to get freaky with Chandler. He's trying to suck on some butt juice. Yep. Fentanyl. <laughs> fentanyl, I'm calling you. He'll suck fentanyl right out of your butthole. <laughs> 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 He's begging for it. Oh my god! I already did last night. Ladies, McCarthy's mostly gentlemen. Line up, <laughs> mostly gentlemen. <laughs> Ryan, I don't fuck with fentanyl Third option. <laughs> third, third, third option. <laughs> third gender. Men, women, and Ryan. <laughs> the Equality Act. <laughs> Dude, I would love to get my own act. The Ryan Act. The Ryan Act. As long as it's like pop. Ah, never mind. I don't think I want my. I don't think I want the government that associated with me in any <laughs> ever. But if you were the government, like the whole government, yes. just uh-huh. Ryan. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yep. I, I got it. <laughs> Can you imagine a country easy. ran by Ryan? Did I would take care of it? It's so. It's so easy. So easy. What's so happened easy. before? You know who Caligula was? Caligula. <laughs> A lot of people are not gonna be happy with what I do. The guy that thought he was Zeus and C-sectioned his own wife and ate his baby. I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I could do it. As long as I have supreme power, I'll do whatever I need to. We're to just gonna keep knock it. Taylor up real quick. I want to see you eat a baby. It's not my wife. It has to be my baby. All right, Taylor, you have to get married. <laughs> she you that. heard it. She said, "Okay, that's a verbal contract. <laughs> I'm eating her baby." Yeah, we'll just boost the volume. Use that as a legal binding contract. Yep. Checkmate. 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 Bitch, you're married now. <laughs> yeah, I uh, firmly Now get a believe... divorce and take half her shit. She, I, she'll take half my shit. I got more <laughs> shit than her. <laughs> Not if you identify as a woman. Speaking of that, Ryan, I will never forget at this Christmas party at, at Woody's place when you introduced me to your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it was a guy... <laughs> how trans big, how big transphobic big fucking Ari, oof how transphobic of no no i just didn't know what to say because you said this is my this is my girlfriend and i just i looked at the uh-huh oh it's not at the what uh-huh. I, I looked at her uh-huh and oh no you're you're fine it wasn't <laughs> uh-huh a girl uh-huh for someone friend. who actually regularly fucks trans people i've never heard someone ironically talk about trans people more than Ryan. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I mean... Talk about whoever, however. I just... I hate everyone equally. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, like... I don't hate anybody for anything. It might, it might be funny if I say I do, so I'll <laughs> say it. Rob, Robert Ryder rules. Yeah, but, I mean, fuck off. 
I mean, you either have a penis or you don't. You know? That's true. And then sometimes, that is factual. sometimes yeah. you, either have you a penis used or you to. Don't. But sometimes you used to. The have argument a penis. is that biological sex and gender are two different things. Uh huh. Gender is fluid and personality based, whereas biological sex is something you're predisposed to by birth. But I, I I feel like you could be a feminine guy, but that doesn't make you a girl. Yeah, you depends know? on that's, how you identify. Yeah, but that's Absolutely. I think that's why it's dumb. Like you, you can't be able to just say whatever you you want. Postmodernism. <clears throat> yeah, you can feel that way. That's fine. Yeah. I just wish it was more of like. Makes actually, sense. I don't even think there's actually most people being like. You can't be trans. Yeah, dude. I don't think people. Feel I don't think anyone way. ever has really said that. I, I think people have. I think that's something well, that yeah, certain people feel. Well, yeah, obviously. But, but I, don't but think I mean, like, that there's, like, this idea that there's, like, you know? this counterculture offensive against trans people when, in reality, I think no one really honestly cares. Well, like, you can do whatever you want. You have I think people care about certain things, and I think there are certain things that have validity, like caring about uh, bathroom policies and caring about, um, I don't know. Sports. Really think of it. Sports. Yeah, sports for sure. Um, but then I think there's a lot of things where it's like, man... Do you really fucking care? So I think some people just choose say they do. They really don't. Well, it's just gonna get to a point where like people take advantage of that, and it's like, well, yeah, oh yeah, I'm a. That's the my problem. Is the I, thing is, it shouldn't be something that is capable of being taken advantage of. That's what I'm saying. Ideally, ideally, it's about individual liberty, and if you want to do that personally, then no one is here saying that you shouldn't be able to do that. In fact, there's. There's no if, rules against being trans. If Equal we, opportunity laws have existed exactly for a very long time. And for them to write into law that the legal definitions of man and woman are going to be eliminated, it's only favoring one half of the narrative, whereas the baseline already was See, everyone has individual liberty, where you're creating a system based on gender identity and the practice of it, the practicality of it, uh-huh. and then... That's creating a system in which can be exploited in favor of half of. Because it's, it's, I think a lot of people like that, that maybe would immediately call you transphobic for having a somewhat different ideals, are coming from it from a very postmodern perspective and not understanding that not everyone has a postmodern perspective of everything being subjective, um, because you know what I mean. Like it's it, like. To to some people, um, to some people, it it it's a little bit. I don't know. Like it's there. There's there is something to be said about the fact that you know it's it's been a certain way for a long time, um, and to some people that's that's important that it, that it is that way. And that's not to say that people can't identify as whatever they want to, um, but you know there's there's always been. Um, you know, men and women. Mm-hmm. So it, it's to to move to this because it, it's they like I I get like I get not wanting to make it a big deal, um, but when you're when you're pushing for like postmodernism in a in 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 a society where to some degree you have to have some sort of objective truth in order to like function as a society um, to push for everything to be subjective and personal. Society, yeah, it's a, it's it's just chaos at that point, and you can't have society with uh, without order. Um, 
It's also just, just a lot of it. A lot of the Reddit's really hypocritical because the whole, at least initially, the <clears throat> to the way that I understand it, you can correct me if I'm wrong because you, you obviously understand more about it than I do, Ryan. But or TT, sorry. Um, <laughs> a lot of the movement initially was to sort of eat away at the social idea that men and women were separate and had different personality types. But to be trans, like to be a man who's trans woman, is to be biologically born a man, but then act like a woman. When the, the what I'm saying is the conception of the movement was to erase these identities, and then it got centered into creating hard lines where you have to act like this personality to be considered this thing. Well, see, it's it's all this big mess of yeah, some of it I think is regression, and. Uh, it is creating almost more of a dichotomy. Because it's you know? the difference between, like, being trans and being non-binary. Those things are not mutually, yeah. like... And they, those... they don't make sense to a lot of people. They, God, dude, they probably barely make sense to a lot of people that talk about it and, and feel those ways. Like, it's, you know... Uh, but, yeah, I feel like a lot of it is putting too much focus. I think some of it is is due to, obviously, backlash because... There are groups of people that, you know, don't like something and will just say, like, no, I don't think, I don't want that around, period. And that will happen, and that will cause backlash. And I think uh, people have gotten more and more, like, entrenched into this way of thinking when, in fact, you're, you're right, at least I think you're right, that the origin of this whole thing is to just eliminate all that and... You know, I th- I'm ready to, to to accept that there's a whole side to this stuff that I'll never be able to understand. Because I really could give a fuck if there's a fucking M on my driver's license or on the paper that my doctor gets or whatever, you know? Like, that doesn't mean much to me, right? Apparently that does to, to some people. But ideally, I think ideally, if we were going back to, to square one... That just wouldn't matter because that's a separate thing. But th- if we're gonna say that, uh, maybe not that on your biological mind. sex is different, then don't worry about it. What's on your birth certificates, one or whatever? What's on your licenses, whatever? And then like, this licenses, other thing, this, license is one thing, but like to your doctor, like well, no, it, it should is all very be, important. No, 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 that should all be biological yeah, because yeah. this is yeah. this is on the the legal side or the medical side or whatever. And then, because what we're doing is creating this this difference between biological sex, which is a biological construct, which you can change, and again, yeah, medically, it should be noted if that change has happened, obviously, for medical purposes, but, you know, and then there should be no problem if you biologically change to a woman to change that, that information, but that's besides the point. That should be its own thing that doesn't affect anybody, yeah, that, you know? Yeah. You go, that doesn't affect literally nobody, that's a, except for you that's and whoever's checking your, bring your ID. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. this whole other side of it, this gender side, this social construct that people want to say is a social construct and not this biological thing, then just who fucking cares? I don't... When you're filling out a form, who fucking cares what it says? Pick... The, just pick, just pick the one that that you got in your pants, or I guess, or whatever. And then outside of that, dude, I really don't care if, and I really think most people don't care if some guy is identifying as a male and just is incredibly feminine, but they say they're a guy. And there's another person that's born male and very masculine, but says 
you know, but deep down, I want to transition to be a, you know, biological, as close as, you know, you want to consider it, woman. But they shouldn't be, you know, I think a lot of the problem is people trying to mix it in and force certain things, you know? Yeah. And mm. obviously, like I said, that's, I'm sure there's a huge side of it that I can't comprehend because part of what I am saying, and I'll admit to it, is telling an entire community of people to just roll over on, on what might make them horribly uncomfortable. That might hurt somebody deeply to their core that I can't understand, just that, that they can't get their personal identification to match up with how they feel. I'd say and that I'm asking them, minimal compared yeah, to the reality. Maybe it is, but I'm open to I'm open to that possibility, and I'm open to the possibility that what I'm saying is, in essence, asking that community to just roll over on their back. But the other side I, of that is asking another big part of the community mm-hmm. that is that that wants to fight against it just existing. They need to roll over too. Everybody needs to accommodate each other a little bit, and then you know what. Hot take, just fucking oust the ones that are bad. Like anybody that's gonna mm-hmm. hurt somebody to because of their you know beliefs or whatever, mm-hmm. whether it's some super right leaning person who's gonna assault a trans person in the street or a bunch of fucking lefties that are gonna assault a you know somebody on the right, fucking get them out of there. Anybody that's gonna fucking whether it's some conservative guy in a trench coat running into the women's room to do something nefarious or some lefty nut. Uh, that's trans and going into the, the women's room to do the same thing. The fucking get them both out of there. Fuck it. We should get all the, you know, like yeah. let's not have any terrible behavior from anybody. I think we just, and let's not force anybody to do anything. I think Nobody we just should need be bending to, over backwards to I think we just need to anybody, but talk they about don't need like to be what, animosity towards them either. Well, I think we need to talk. I think it's just, we need to have a conversation on a, on a national level. Like, like what, <clears throat> what is what is okay and what is not okay because i feel like on one side once like not like you said not everyone most i feel like i i do i do agree a lot of people mostly just don't care but there is like one side that's just like absolutely doesn't even want trans people to even exist uh-huh. and then on the other mm-hmm. hand it's just like you need to like you need to let them go to the doctor and say that they are a real woman, and the the doctor must identify them as a woman on their on their uh, all their doctor sheets, and they have to be able to you know play in women's sports and like like that. Those two extremes are are very unhealthy mm-hmm. and not realistic. And maybe it's a matter of uh, like, do we need like, to just? I don't care. I don't care. Even if even if you're able to like change your 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 gender even legally doesn't that do, that doesn't even bother me it's just i think it's i think it should be noted that certain things like when you go to the doctor whether you were born with ovaries or testicles is kind of a fucking big deal well see that's um, the thing is like go, people have hashtag go nads matter <laughs> people have this this they're, they're so tied to this fucking letter when it's does it fucking matter? The sheet might as well say this person had testosterone in their body till they were 18, at which point... Like, that can... You can write all that out if you really need to, and they can just not include M or F on there at all. It's still the same, you know? Yeah, like, like, like the doctor's still going to have the same information. If it says M, the doctor's going to assume you grew up male, but then, guess what? It's a fucking doctor. They're going to come in the room and talk to you, and then you're going to mm. explain the situation to them, and guess what? It's, we have private health care. If you don't like the way they treat you as a patient, go to another doctor. I know that's maybe that's privileged to say, you know, somebody that has some kind of health insurance and can go to maybe different doctors, but, you know, that's part of... 
uh, you know, privatized healthcare. You have that option. I'm sure certain parts of this country, it's very, very hard to find, but I'm sure you can find a doctor that will accommodate you and treat you properly. And really, it shouldn't matter what's on the fucking chart that you don't even see anyway. As long as that doctor treats you respectfully and you get the care you need, mm-hmm. and they well, and they, you feel like they respect you socially, I think, it's and, fine. And like, and so like, I so I think it's I think it is just the extreme, and there's only a few people that actually that actually do this. But like, there's there was legitimately a case of someone claiming to be a real woman, um, and going into a hospital and by real woman i mean biological yeah so and going into a hospital like claiming that they were pregnant when when they're not it's not possible it's not possible well and i don't know where surgery is at but i'm gonna go in uh, on a limb and say they were not pregnant because they couldn't get pregnant like the they insisted on on doing some cert uh the doctor insisted on doing some sort of some sort of test to test for like some sort of cancer or something that is mostly only prevalent in men and um biological men prostate cancer something something and um but the 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 trans person like left and wrote this like stupid like op-ed kind of thing of saying like the doctor didn't respect their reality their their um their like like, it's just like that and that's what and that but that's the that's this postmodern idea of like well you have to respect my reality it's just like no you probably just have cancer cuz you were born a male you're not pregnant bro like i'm sorry you're not like it's yeah. it's impossible for you to be pregnant yeah i think there's i that's the thing is i think there needs to be plenty of compromise i think the vast majority of people don't have an issue I'm, yeah that's that's exactly the point it's like it's being used as a position of power mm-hmm. uh-huh because and I think, yeah. if we look at the system it was five years ago i knew trans people and i never yeah. once was just like that's less yeah. than a person i was friends with these people I know some people you do. Know, you know, some people do feel that way. Yeah, people but just I get think, kicked out of their families. But I think, for that. I think, yeah, those, oh, yeah, those I, I completely understand the nuances to the subject. But what I'm saying is, like, nuances do exist, and they don't lean one way or the other. Yeah. They exist on both sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And, but and, and I, not only that, I think in order on, for us to come to a negotiation or a compromise, there has yeah. to be an open dialogue. And if you're going to get offended about the dialogue or anything resembling around it, yeah. and we're not able to have that dialogue, then you're completely controlling. The conversation and just uh-huh. allowing seats at the table, and I think that's the and problem that's with a lot of the power. left is like yeah. they they let these few crazy people like that specific in in instance drive the conversation. So anyone that says like, hey, but you know, I'm okay with all of it until you get to that point, then I feel like a lot of these leftists are are just like, boom, you're transphobic, boom, shut down the dialogue, you're you're evil for not accepting their reality, like even though they probably do actually feel the same way like okay maybe that is a little bit too far but they don't want to say that because they don't want to be they don't want to be ousted within their own within within their own community of for for being then, intolerant that's another thing it's like it's not like the leftist movement is about collectivism it's about not really in a specific sense individualistic rights it's about treating everyone equally but the whole crux of the argument is that in their in their movement to do to achieve that exact goal they're completely disenfranchising half of the entire conversation because it makes them uncomfortable Mm -hmm. which means we can't sit down and have a conversation we can't be honest with each other 
because I'm going to hurt your feelings. Well, I just think by that, saying what is reality. I think that on both sides, people need to learn to stop getting their feelings hurt, left and right, and people need to learn to stop being so fucking rude. I know it's hard when you feel so personally attacked mm-hmm. by the other side or a specific person or whatever, but, and it, you know, it's the reason that we're never going to get anywhere, but we just need to sit down and try to be nice to each other, and if somebody's being horrendously rude, then we just, sorry, bro, like, come back when you're cooled off. Like, we can have a peaceful dialogue. Like, uh, earlier you said, bro, but I think we were talking about a trans woman. Mm. And, you know, somebody could get really mad at you and go off the hook and say... Even though I didn't mean it. Yeah, exactly. And say, and say, and say, re, how dare you purposefully, harmfully misgender that person. And then, you know, just, what's the point in fucking talking to somebody that's going to scream their head off? Just like, what's the point in talking to you if you were not just to say, bro, but like, slander them and be erroneously, like, rude about it. Instead, she need to be like, hey, you know, like, maybe you didn't mean it that way, but... Let's be conscious of that and move on and talk about it. Instead, people want to latch on to all these little things and just explode about it and not be polite because the other side's not people. Yeah. They're sheeple or yeah. they're uh, conservative cucks or, or whatever or the fuck. I feel like a lot of conservatism nowadays. Obviously, whatever. for specific reasons, conservatism is associated with traditionalistic values. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like that's also a subjective term. Whereas when me and Doug are talking about conservatism, it's about classical liberalism, and those are the, those are the ideals that we need to preserve as Americans. And a lot of the conservative movement is uh, more or less represented by the GOP and like the old head Republicans. Whereas I feel like most of the knowledgeable and actual critically thinking conservatives like us in our age group are more than willing to sit. We have compassion for the other side, and we want to understand, and we understand them more than they think that we don't. But we're willing to sit here and talk about these things, but no one on that side is willing to sit here and have this conversation with us Mm -hmm. because they're representing us with those people. And that's not to fucking... Well, yeah, fuck the GOP. Well, I mean, like... Fuck old-headed Republicans. Fuck fuck just Bush conservatism. uh Fuck all of that. Um... If we're going to sit here and have a constructive argument or just a constructive conversation, if we're going to move forward socially right now past this pivot and it definitely needs attention, um, we're going to have to talk about it. Yeah, it's just that there needs to be some breaking point because we have younger – maybe you don't agree with them entirely, but it was like Ben Shapiro and um, uh, what, was the other guy, Crowder. Um that generally, you know what? Maybe they say some things that people on the left sometimes are like really offensive, and maybe they're trying to be a little rude sometimes. And maybe for the sake of having a real conversation, maybe people like them should tone it down a little bit. Certainly, the same goes for people in their position, similar position on the left. That everybody, I think we do have the potential to come together and talk about these things, but I think people are so consumed with hatred. That well, if I, I don't know the I don't personally know liberal you know the mirror of of these but like I think that nobody wants to at least nobody on the left wants to I sit down really like Dr Jordan Peterson because I feel like he well okay and and him too I feel like nobody yeah. wants to sit down on the left and and listen to them mm-hmm. because ultimately they don't feel like they're ever going to be heard by them well they're just they're just associating like those people with everyone in the movement. 
Well, yeah, and I'm saying even we need we're to, making the distinction between the extremist and the radicalist and the actual leftist. Well, I'm saying we need to break all those things down. But I'm also saying so that you where, cannot have this animosity. Where I disagree is that those people. Yes, the Crowder is a quote unquote provocateur because he's mostly a comedian, but he's a right wing thinker. Uh-huh. Um, these people have freedom of speech. Yeah, the, these I'm not going to tell them to tone it back. It's a, it's not about them expressing themselves as artists. Full circle. It's about how people receive that information. Uh-huh. That's where I think the problem lies. It's like when well, someone says something fucking shitty to me, I don't I don't give a fuck. Like. Cool. You have this opinion of me, and I think you're less than a person. Go fuck yourself. All right. Well, on both sides, people are flinging shit every once in a while. Not everybody. Not all the time. Not sometimes the biggest stinkiest shit. Still shit. And nobody it really lets it roll off. They just keep flinging it. I I don't want to encroach on anybody's freedom of speech. Obviously, I'm a huge proponent for that. I say whatever I want. But I am saying in the interest of actually having a conversation, because actually coming to any conclusion is going to be a compromise. And if you're not aware of what a compromise is, it's very hard for, and oftentimes, a win-win compromise. Everybody loses a little bit. Yeah. That's the point of a compromise, is to meet in the middle but see, something the that everybody even, can agree on. There's no such even, thing as a solution, only a trade-off. Even people, yes. even people like Crowder, though, like, yes, he's a provocateur on his show, and, like, when he goes out and does his public so speaking. He's an entertainer. But, uh-huh. that being said, he has an entire segment where he tries to go and have civil okay, conversations and, exactly. with people. So that's, that's and what people I'm saying. still give him shit, and yeah. he's very civil on the, uh, and on those particular episodes. Mm-hmm. He's very civil, yeah. and he's not trying to be a provocateur or anything, and people still give him shit for yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm saying that's exactly what we need. Yeah. That is exemplary of what we need, and I think or hope, I don't, like I mm-hmm. said, I don't know any examples, of somebody on the left doing that same thing. I do know from examples of, of seeing th- that kind yeah. of content on the right that they are oftentimes met with somebody that no interest in, in having a conversation a with the same kind of energy yeah. as they are, a genuine energy, a, a genuine conversation sometimes there are there's sometimes. i've seen some i've seen some really good really good and debates. if we could open that up more mm-hmm. cool and that is that is like he's not they're doing that of their own free will nobody's exactly. twisting their arm and saying no more freedom of speech like because and that's not what i was saying and mm-hmm. i know you're not trying to say that's what i was saying but it's like hey and obviously he realized this is not a stupid person mm-hmm. said hey well obviously if you want to have real debates we should be more mm-hmm. polite whether that's you know a bite your tongue a little bit not say the you know something that you might want to phrase it's not a certain really about way. Etiquette, it's more about respect. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just just coming to each other on a common ground of respect to have a respectful conversation. Mm-hmm. That's all. I think a lot of people don't know the first fucking thing about yeah, respect. But, I'm saying you're right that exists on both sides, but what I'm saying is like if you look at solely our age group and the people that are more progressive in the area of politics currently, more or less people on the left are less willing to do that and people uh-huh. on the right are i'm just trying not to yes i agree i'm just trying not to be on a high horse and saying that the left needs to change something oh no i'm i'm everybody needs to change something i do for agree sure. i think that yeah. the left's a little more a little more different. yeah and that, that's kind of my main point is like the like for sure there's definitely there's definitely like obviously there's very racist conservatives you know bigoted conservatives that um that also need to need to fucking change um but i i feel like more more often than not, there's there's more level-headed 
um, conservatives, new age conservatives that, um, that are willing to sit down and have these conversations. And, um, I just don't, I don't see that on the left very much. I think it's Uh not, it's not only is it just pathological and subliminal at this point with the leftist movement, because it's just regurgitating the same social narrative over cross platforming. And, uh, I think mainly the problem is, is like identity politics is being used as a position of power. Uh huh. And it's not about individual, like it pretends to be about collectivism and individual liberty when in reality they're drawing lines in the sand, like we were talking about with the trans issue. They're drawing lines in the sand and saying this is what it means to be this, and these people have more social credibility than these people because these people are oppressors and these people are oppressed. Uh-huh. And yeah. th- that's my argument. Is that's the reason, the, because the left has the scapegoat. Yeah, I think that that probably comes from the fact that obviously conservative to conserve traditional values um they were you know at one point there was this bog standard traditional values that we all know as as kind of traditional conservative values that was you know that's what we started on really Mm -hmm. there was more progressive things always there always has been but just on the very basis of you know the the wording of it um traditional is what we start with Mm -hmm. the very nature of progressing is fighting that not I don't know if that's the right way it's to word change. it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. but so so but the way the way I'm trying to the way I'm trying to word this is that for all of history, conservatives, traditionalists have been giving up. Every time that we move towards something more progressive is conservatives giving up something mm-hmm. to the fight of of you know progressives. And sometimes it's, you know, obviously great things like well, uh, I, civil rights and I'd stuff. Say that, that was an a important distinction that you made between traditionalism and conservatism. Whereas traditionalism is about like a fixed hard line, like this is what we used to believe and this is what needs to happen. Whereas conservatives uh-huh. were composite, where along the timeline things do change, and conservatives uh, take one idealism from the past that they saw to have worked politically, mm-hmm. and they say we identify with that and we want that to carry on. And then as time progresses and we have different eras of political theory. They point at something else and say, okay, well, this change worked, so this is going to be now composite into our theory of conservatism. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I it's, think it's, that's the so natural like today's, progression. Today's, today's progressives will be, will be tomorrow's conservatives. Exactly. So I, I think that's the progression. And each yeah. time that they, 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 you know, something changes and stuff, it usually is because of so-called progressives urging for that change. It's usually a little fought back by conservatives. And then, you know, maybe it works out. And it becomes more normalized to conservatives because it's, you know. So I think that there has been this dichotomy of, of a one side more tugging back at traditions and one side more trying to pull away at it or, or add to it. And I think that, I don't know, I don't want to use the wrong words here. You know, give, give them an inch, they'll, they'll run away with a mile. But... That's kind of what I'm sensing here, you know, is that forever and ever and ever, or, you know, exaggerating, for a long time, conservatives have been giving up a little bit of the rope as we progress, you know, as a country. We've always had some traditional values, you know, that's what this country is built on. But slowly, over our history, we've been giving up part of the rope. And like you but said it earlier, seems like lately, some, of the, some of the 
some of the things that we that conservatives have given up have been for the better. Like yeah. some progression awesome is things. good, uh-huh. like, like and civil rights and 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 like th- those things are really good. There's only and some of the things that they thing as a solution, some yeah. of the things that they don't give up are great things too to be pulling back on. But I think what maybe you're sensing or, or that people are, are feeling lately is that they've been taken for inch here, inch there, and they're just trying to book it. Mm. With well, the rest I'd, of I'd it, I'd say if you, if we take modern influences out of the scenario and we just talk about political theory um, as an isolated topic, um, it's it's it follows the same natural progression that it has since America was founded. Huh? The problem lies with how the media creates divisiveness and how to push. Spe- I've already noticed how to push <laughs> specific political parties into power. Well, I think that's that accelerates it to a degree that's not necessarily, not that politics is natural, but oh, uh, politics is natural. Well, then to politics say, it ex- is never. Not then existed. I think it accelerates it, you know, in an unnatural way, which causes things like that. Yeah, what well, I'm saying is like uh, what we're observing and what we're talking about right now is completely artificial within political theory, whereas natural progression, like we were talking about, it's been pretty constant throughout the years. Where it gets amplified and uh, expedited by things like mainstream media trying to use divisiveness and the the fear and conquer agenda to gain power in certain areas of uh, social and political consciousness. Yeah, I don't know if I if I miss your point on that. <laughs> so, like I I agree with the sentiment. I don't know if there's a greater point. I'm saying human missing. nature is human nature, and we are reacting to each other how we always have. It's just being amplified by yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. collective interests and things like uh, syndicates with monetary institutes and well, I think I think like that yeah, which is yeah, you know, what I'm saying. I feel like it's just feel it's been amplified. It's just yeah, I th- it's definitely. I feel like it's, it's like definitely been amplified, harder. and it's 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 like it's become very very so divisive that it's like now kind of like using the analogy that he was that he was saying it's like. It's like now that the left has has progressed so far. It's it's like this dichotomy of like because like in order to have uh and and I I this is partly why I like Peterson is because he even talks about this. Um, I like the pipes. Okay, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> um, I thought it was like a really bad leak over there, but um. Uh, but yeah, like, <laughs> so like the human nature has like both sides of like chaos and order. And I feel like to some degree, um, not even to some degree, literally conservatism and traditional values is order and like progressives and the more like left side is, is more of the chaos side fighting against the, uh, fighting against the order that, um, that they feel as uh, as oppressive, and that the that balance between that is what creates a good society uh, because you you have the you have the left, um, the, the the you know the chaos that breaks down the the oppressive order, and then you have the order that literally brings, brings order and puts in line and creates the uh, a foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, um, that's that's a I don't the society. That's I don't specifically think... social and when you talk about uh, economic policy it's actually reversed whereas conservative um, classical liberalism conservatism right-wing ideology leans more into individual and free market capitalism 
whereas left wing is more authoritarian socialism. I think I think the the connotation of the words order and chaos is is really just where it falls apart a little bit in the sense that in in like finances wise it is just the opposite. I do think that like I agree with your point entirely. It's a balance of of the two. I don't think I'd use those words just because the connotation. It's about finding that perfect blend. For the mo- yeah, yeah uh-huh. for for I mean, but that also just depends on like what it what society over you're time. Yeah. what what yeah. society you're talking about because like there's been times where where the left is more is less authoritarian when it comes to the economy. Um, but it just like I said, it just depends on on the specific society. But generally speaking, the ideals of of leftist thought is that they they're progressing and by that nature they're deconstructing the the tradition the values that are already in place in order to progress so by nature that is chaos and so so in 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 a good society you need a balance of that and i feel like right now there's a little too much chaos and I feel like a lot of people would even agree with that, but not not be able to connect the dots and say and realize that it's because we have progressed so far, and now it's to a it's to a a teetering point where any more I feel like um, would just would just descend into into irreversible chaos. Well, like. The analogy I was using, like a tug of war, mm-hmm. it's almost like we have been doing this tug of war for so long, mm-hmm. and now it's almost like one side's try, really trying to or has to win. Yeah. But, but then when that one side wins, it's not just that one side wins and there's left standing there. I don't know if the last time y'all played tug of war, usually everybody falls down. It's just they fall down in one direction. Yeah. And one team falls down backwards and the other team falls down forwards. So it's uh, just which side are you getting in the mud? Your face or your ass? Yeah. Like if 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 one side takes the rope, we're all going in the mud. Period. Yeah. We can't let that happen. But exactly. everybody's yeah. getting fucking tired and we can't tug a war forever, but I'll be goddamned if I'm putting the fucking rope down, bub. <laughs> ain't going to happen. And and I feel like I, to some to some degree it, while I don't necessarily maybe think I was oh, right back then, I think like to some degree that's why I have become more conservative is because I feel like being able to understand that concept of a society needing to be balanced, I've pretty much just always gravitated to, towards what I thought was kind of the the counter narrative. You see what I'm saying? So like I feel like if I was if I was if I was like born in the, you know, and well, I, I was born in the 1900s, but if I like grew up and lived in the 1900s, like actually like early on, um, when, when more conservative traditional thoughts basically did govern everything, mm-hmm. I feel like I would be, I would be fairly progressive because that's, I, I, I would feel as out. a person, I would feel the need to be that counterbalance, um, to the, status quo. to the status quo and that's kind of just how how i am as a person and that's ultimately why i feel like i'm a little bit more conservative just because you know fighting what's prevalent in your life it's yeah. historically the yin and the gang yeah 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 um art the art of gender the art of politics the art of genocide the art of genocide um you like that art 
Taylor likes that art. Taylor um, likes genocide. She said it. You heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this is the Polymia Podcast officially signing off way past time. Mm-hmm.